All right. I'm going to go ahead and uh, get started here. So, um, anyways, just want to welcome you again to the Firehouse Church. Uh, my name is Rich. I'm one of the pastors here. So I want to once again say good morning, everyone. Good morning. All right. Thank you. Good morning, Kyle and Jennifer. How are you doing? Um, I've noticed... Uh, in general, we have a trend of people not sitting in the front couple rows here. So, um, I don't know what the deal is, but uh, I think sometimes when I get uh, a little excited and I'm teaching, it is possible that I could sit on people. So, that, that could be one of the reasons. But, um, we're going to talk a little bit this morning about, um, we have a, another church, kind of a sister church, that's going to be begin joining us next uh next Sunday morning, and so I think we're going to have people sitting in these front rows one way or another, so we'll, we'll try to adjust accordingly, get you a trash bag to put on or something up front here, so um, anyways, I do, I just want to re-emphasize uh, Jeff's announcement on filling out one of these communication cards. If you're new with us, you know, if you just give us some information, uh, we use it just to kind of follow up, figure out how we can better serve you. Um, what else do we do? You get the free t-shirt. This is the t-shirt here. It's one of the, from our, our 5K run here, so uh, I brought one up just to show you. I realized my kids this morning, I think they bought into Jeff's thing that you can fill out a card and get one even if you've been here already. I think they turned their cards in, so but, uh, this is it's a great t-shirt. Um, you know, it makes you run a lot faster than you would otherwise. Um, it's very cool, but I just brought one up. I was going to throw one out to anyone who needs one, so there's someone. I'm going to wear Yeah, there you go. All right, nice catch. Excellent. So, um, anyways, we're going to go ahead and pray and get started here and we're going we're gonna to be talking about this morning just a way we can, in general, how we can be a blessing to one another, to others. Um, some of that has ramifications into this, this other church that's going to be coming into our world and joining us here. So things will apply to that. Things will probably apply to the people sitting next to you and, and hopefully a, a lot of other places as well. But we're just going to pray and just ask that God uh, gets our attention here this morning and speaks to us. So if you would, let's just bow our heads again. Uh, Heavenly Father, we do just thank you for this morning. We thank you for the opportunity to, to worship you and sing praises to you, to, to praise your great name. Lord God, we thank you that it is all going to be worth it. Lord, every choice we make of faith in living for you is going to be worth it. Lord, you will heavily reward us, and, and we thank you for that. God, I just pray you'd help us to catch your heart this morning. Help us to, to realize that you are a God who delights in blessing, and you're looking for a few vessels who, who want to do the same out there. And I just pray we would we would be those vessels that you could use uh, to pour out your blessing on others. And please speak to our hearts, catch our attention with your word, through your spirit. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, um, like I said, we're going to look at a, a few verses here um, on blessing in general. I hope that you find out ways to apply them, think about ways to apply them to your your households, your workplaces. Um, we're also going to think about how it applies to us as a church here. But one of the verses I'm going to start off with here is um, is this one here. It's kind of uh, about someone who maybe did the opposite of what we're talking about here this morning. There's a passage here in uh, Psalm 109. It's a prophetic passage about one who would uh, be running with Jesus and ultimately the one who would betray him. It's, it's about Judas. And it says this about Judas, uh, just one of the lines that stands out to me. It just says, He also loved cursing, so it came to him. He did not delight in blessing, so it was far from him. 
And, uh, you know, Judas, we know, betrayed Jesus, but it lists a whole bunch of things that he, he did and that he didn't do. But one of the things that Judas... He, he did not enjoy blessing others. He enjoyed calling down a curse on someone. Uh, you know, being critical or whatever that looks like. You know, it wasn't like cursing, like swearing or something like that. But just calling down God's opposition to someone. He really seemed to enjoy that, evidently. And he did not. And, and yet that curse ended up coming on him. And he did not enjoy blessing others. He didn't, uh, you know, he wasn't looking for ways to bless others. And, and therefore, God's blessing was not on him. But I just want to ask you this morning, how, how are you doing when it comes to thinking about blessing others? You know, how many of you woke up this morning and just thought, God, how can I bless my roommates today? How can I do that? How can I bless my spouse today? Um, you know, and my hope is that maybe tomorrow morning you wake up with that thought. If you didn't have it this morning, some of you might have already had that thought. You've been blessing people all day long. Um, but I know for me, you know, it's just kind of like, God, help me find that cup of coffee so I can get on with this blessed day here, you know. And, but uh, I think we want to wake up with how, how can we bless others? Because the other thing is, this is Judas was a bad example in this, but really, he was really the opposite of what God is like. Um, you know, this one here just says, God, you know, says, the Lord be exalted who delights in the well-being of His servants. You know, God loves to bless His servants, His people. You know, God is looking for ways that He can pour out His blessing on you and I. There's a place in Jeremiah 9, 24, you know, it talks about, if anyone wants to boast, boast that you know the Lord. And it goes on to talk about how He, he loves to exercise loving kindness and justice and compassion. And it says He delights in these things. You know, God delights in blessing people. Do you? You know, um, he, he's looking for ways to bless people, and he's looking for a few people out there that, that he can bless someone else through. And my hope is that you and I, and us as a church, would grow as being vessels that God can fill us up with his blessing so that it can be poured, on, poured out on someone else. Uh, this Valley View Church that's coming to join us. Any of our neighbors that come to join us. We want to be vessels through which God can just pour out His blessing on people. Wouldn't that be an awesome way to be used? Um, but, you know, it's not going to happen accidentally. There's some things that God blesses in our lives. There's some things that God opposes. And we're going to try to look at some, some things that uh, might bring more blessing to the table here. One thing we know about God's blessing is... Um, oh, let's see, I think I missed a verse here. Uh, I'll go back one here. There's a verse. Some of us know it's a classic one. Um, did I skip a whole bunch here? I might have. Sorry. Um, there's a classic verse that you might know. It's Psalm 133. Jen, if, if I have Psalm 133 up there, could you pull it up? Otherwise, um, if you guys have a house Bible, you can open up the Psalms probably halfway through your Bible. Psalm 133 is a classic one that talks about things that God blesses. Um, and, and you know, you probably know it. There's only three verses in the Psalm. Um, Psalm 133. And, let's see here. I might have left it out of my PowerPoint as I was going here. Um, it says this, uh, and you know, this is a classic line. How good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. It's like the precious oil poured on the head, running down the beard, running down Aaron's beard upon the collar of his robes. It is as if the dew of Hermon was, were falling on Mount Zion. For there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. 
We're just talking about where there's, where there's unity, where people are together, working together in unity. God pours out His blessing there. You know, I love that the New American Standard says God's blessing is commanded there. You want something? You want to command God's attention? Get united somewhere in something God wants to do. Get united. And it says there, the, the Lord commands His blessing. And so, um, you know, if we're looking to be a blessing to others, we, we need to figure out how we can bring some unity to some situation where God will then pour out His blessing. And um, one of the questions I just, just have for you is, how are you doing at being united with others? How's that going for you? You know, we're going to look at being united with this church. We'll talk about some of the details about that. But how's, how's life going being united with your, with your spouse? How's life going being united with your, your roommates? Um, because where there is unity, the blessing of the Lord is commanded there. And where there is not unity, what, what do you think is the opposite that's going to happen? Uh, instead of God's blessing... A curse, yeah. You know, I think there's there's ways. I know in my own marriage, there's times where my wife and I have gone through seasons of not being united, and seasons where instead of walking in God's blessing being commanded upon us, we're walking in our heavenly Father's discipline of our uh, disunity. And that I've seen people living together, single people. I remember meeting with a, a, a household once, and we're just talking through what's going on there. And I read this verse, and it says here, you know. Uh, when you dwell together in the unity, in unity, the Lord commands His blessing there. And so I asked that household, um, "Where's the blessing here? And what does it seem more like?" And they they were in agreement. They said, "This is this seems more like a curse going on here." And it was, you know, we talked about how to grow in unity and things like that. But how are you doing in being united with with one another, um, with your household, with your spouse, with other circles that you can be united in? Because God wants to bless that. You want to be a blessing. Bring unity to that situation. You know, I think about the, what they talk about sometimes a, a, a barrel, one of those uh, wooden barrels that has the, what are the pieces of wood called in that? Like staves or something like that? Is that what they are? We'll call them staves, you know. So uh, there's these wooden, you know, each there's wooden slats that are in the barrel. And, um, but you know, if, if all of them are, are long and they go to the top of the barrel, it, it does pretty well. It holds things. But if one of them is short or broken, what happens? Um, it doesn't hold anything. And, you know, and the same is true. If you're in a situation, are you one of the, the you know, slats of wood that allows things to, to be more full of God's blessing? Or are you one that's a shorter, broken off piece that God's blessing is leaking out of that situation? because of you and your disunity. Um, and we want to be as a church here. We're going to be uniting with this church here. And in some ways, um, uh, you know, we've talked to them about it. We just met with, uh, you know, Tim Cavanaugh is joining our team of pastors. He's, he's joining our, our leadership team. We met with some of the leaders in their church. And in some ways, between our church and their church, um, to be united is, is going to be a little easier for us. We're going to be meeting at the same location. We're keeping the same name. Um, some things like that. So when it comes to being united, uh, maybe we got the easier road to walk in that. Because they're, they're leaving the, the north side location to, to commute down here. And they're no longer writing checks to Valley View Community Church. They're writing to, to the Firehouse Church. And there's some things that are changing for them. And uh, we're just hoping that we will be a blessing to them as they go through this process. And we'll be united together. The goal is to come together to continue to carry out the mission that God's given us. Uh, we're 
to talk about that the next couple of weeks, the vision of this church, which is ultimately um, the mission that God gave the church and the first disciples. And that's what we're going to unite to try to do together. But we need to, to work to be united. Our hope is that uh, they'll come join us. We'll merge together. Um, you know, we'll live happily ever after. Um, but, you know, the, really the hope is that they're going to join us for a while. And one of the thoughts we're going to be praying about is if God might raise up uh, the ability to have another pastor come on full time. We've got Jeff and Brad and, and Tim. They all have other uh, jobs that they do full time. But the hope is that as we come together, that you know, between the two groups and the the finances between us, that there might be God might call another pastor on full time. And and we're praying about if that's God's will. And and Jeff and Brad are praying about if that's His will for them. And the other thing that we're hoping is that we'll come together for a while. And and they would like to do some repackaging, some retooling, some taking on the firehouse name and logo and vision with the hope of, of getting relaunched as the Northside Firehouse or Firehouse Number 2. They said they'd even be willing to be Firehouse Number 1 and we could be Firehouse Number 2, you know. So, um, But there's some things there that we're, we're trying to be united and we think God's leading us to come together with the hope of some things happening and sending out a team and, you know, um, we just encourage you to, to join us in trying to be united and trying to be a blessing to them. Um, the the next thing we're going to look at here. So God blesses unity. Okay, be we want to be united as a church. Be united in your marriage, your households, wherever you have opportunity. There. Um, there's another verse here. In order to have unity, we've got to watch out for for the. Uh, the, the passage here, the context of this passage, most of us might have heard this before. Don't uh, do things in selfish ambition or vain conceit and things like that. But the context of this is saying, hey, look, uh, you guys are united. God blesses unity and watch out for these things. Here's some showstoppers to unity that we've got to watch out for. And this is from the, the ESV, English, uh, English Standard Version. Is that what it is? Um, but, you know, it says, do nothing from rivalry or conceit. You know, so a show Stopper to unity is uh, rivalry, selfish ambition. You know that when things are done, even good things are done out of a selfish ambition, God, God will not bless that. That will destroy unity. Um, you know, even in this context, he was talking about people were sharing the gospel and they were doing it because they saw it as a means of self-promotion, a way to get advanced in the eyes of others because they were sharing the gospel. And he said, hey, I'm glad the gospel's going out. But then he goes on to say, but don't do anything out of selfish ambition. Uh, envy, you know, boy, I just wish I was sharing more than the guy next to me. Uh, you know, we want to do good and we want to have not selfish ambition or, or rivalry. You know, the, the new uh, international version uses the word selfish ambition. He says, don't have selfish ambition. He doesn't say don't be ambitious. There's godly ambition out there doing the things for the glory of God. But watch out for that selfish ambition. And also watch out for conceit. If you're conceited, uh, how do you think that's going to work with, with unity and God's blessing? Um, that's not going to... That's not going to go very well, is it? I, I'm reminded of a shirt I saw in Walmart the other day. Um, it says a t-shirt there, and uh, I'm sure they sold high volumes of them. But it, it said, uh, you know, I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm a really big deal. And, uh, you know, I thought, honey, buy me one of those shirts, you know. Uh, but my wife wouldn't do that. But how many of you have a t-shirt like that? Anyone bought that t-shirt? I know, I know a couple of you have them. I've seen them. But no, um, most of us are probably not 
awareness shared, you know, hey, I don't know if you realize this, but I'm a really big deal. Uh, you know, let's let's adjust accordingly. Um, but you know, we may not wear that T-shirt, but you know what's almost just as obvious? If you have that attitude on your heart, you know, you might as well put the T-shirt on to go with it. People know. People can tell. Conceited is when you kind of have this puffed up attitude about yourself that puffs you up so it causes you to look down on others, you know. And there's some, uh, just some verses to think about that. Let nothing be done uh, in conceit. Here. But conceit is having a, an excessive self-interest. Uh, an excessive preoccup- uh, self-preoccupation. Are you often preoccupied about yourself? and take others to join the club. Um, another definition of conceit is an excessively favorable opinion of one's own ability, importance, wit, etc. An excessively favorable opinion of one's own ability, importance, wit, etc. Um, you got conceit going on in your world here, do you? Because um, that's going to destroy unity and it's probably going to command God's discipline there as compared to his blessing and we got to watch out for, for that I love this um, let's see we'll look at the next part of that verse so there's rivalry conceits but in humility count others more significant than yourselves in humility count others more significant than yourselves that's a, that sounds like a, a good one to put in practice here but um, let's see here so if you were to think of others as more important is that is that what you naturally tend to do you look around and go man Everyone's so much more important than me. Maybe you tend that way, maybe you don't. But we're going to do a little exercise here. We're going to do a little practice here. If you're married, we'd like you to look at your spouse next to you here. If you're not married, just whoever you're sitting next to, um, you can tell them this. Be careful who you're sitting next to. Who knows what can happen down the road. Um, But I have a brother-in-law that was sitting next to uh, uh, this gal during a teaching they were talking about. You know, you never know. You could be sitting next to your spouse. And sure enough, he went on to marry uh, Hannah down the road there. But I always like to joke, careful who you're sitting next to if you're not married. But I'm just joking. Um, But the point here is that... Once you look at that person, your spouse or whoever you're sitting next to, everyone look to someone, the closest person by, because we all got to do this. Scott, you're going to have to look way over there at LC or something like that. But um, I want you to say this to that other person. Say, you are more significant than me. Uh, Now, how about say, you are more important than me. Is that you looking at the person while you're saying that, or are you just saying that? Huh? You're looking at me. Uh, now, the now, first question I want to ask you is, who was the first person in your group to say that? That's the one that means it, right? No, I don't know. I'm, but, uh, so, but it says to think of others as more important. You now, now, how hard was that to tell the person next to you you think they're more important? Anyone just really felt like you're pulling your teeth out to do that? No, now, now, how many of you while you're saying you're more important than me are thinking in your head, yeah, right. Anyone want to raise your hand about that? Hey, there's a few. You're more important than me. Yeah, right. You know, um, so it's easier to say to someone, you're, you are more important than me. You are more significant than me. But God's saying in your thinking, when he looks at what you're thinking, you're saying, yeah, right. I'm telling you that, but oh, just because my pastor made me do it, you know. Um, but, but God has wants you to, to think of someone as more important than you, that you're sitting next to you. Husband, your, your wife is more important than you. Do you think that often? 
Wives, your husband's more important than you. Do you think that often? Roommates, who's the roommate that gets under your skin the most? Why don't you think of them as more important than you? Hopefully take the edge off your irritability. Um, but, but this is what God calls us to. He calls us to, to think of others as, as more important than ourselves. And we've got to engage with that attitude. If you have someone in your life that you have a hard time thinking, this person is more important than me, that's right where you've got to start, you know. Because God wants us, you know. And I love this quote I read about this idea. We want to be a church that's kind of like this. this uh, I think it's David Gusick is a um, Bible commentator. But he says, he says this, um, if, you, uh, if I consider you above me, and you consider me above you, a marvelous thing happens. We have a community where everyone is looked up to, and no one is looked down on. You consider the people around you as more important than you, and they consider people around them as more important than them. We have a, a church full of people that only looks up to everyone in the room. And there's no one in that sort of room that would get looked down on. How would you like to be a church like that? I'd love to be a church like that. And, and that's what we want to aspire to. That's what we want to aim for here. That, that we're not thinking in our head. You know, we can say all sorts of things. We can go through the motions that we think someone's important. We can even serve other people and, and still think, you're lucky I'm serving you, you know. And, um, but, but we want to have that thinking. And, and humility, um, God blesses unity, but um, God also blesses uh, humility. I'm going to use the same passage here. But... Um, so there's thinking that related to others, but it doesn't stop there. It says also, but also, um, let's see, should not look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Having uh, this mind yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. And it's this idea that if you think that way, that's great, but you know what should happen next? When you start making choices of who, whose things you're looking into, what things you're going to do with your free time, you know, way to check. You want to be humble in your mind, but it's going to play out in your actions. Where are you spending your free time? Is it all about you and what you like to do, what you like to eat, what you like to drink, what you like to watch, what you like to listen to or not listen to? Because you can think some of the more important, but all we got to do is just look at your free time and see where you're putting it. And is it into others and things they like to look at? Now, it doesn't say it's exclusive. Never look into what you like and always look into them. It says not only your interests. You know, it's okay to play a little basketball. You know, it's not going to kill anybody. But, but also look into their interests. You know, maybe we're doing some underwater basket weaving or something. I don't know. Not everyone likes basketball. But it's... It's not only your interests, but also theirs. And so we want to be um, humble in our thinking towards others. We want to see that play out in our actions. You know, in one of the ways, it goes on to talk about Jesus and you know, our attitude should be like Him. And He came into this world full of sin. And even though He was God, He didn't claim His rights as God. You got any rights that you're claiming in your world that makes you maybe better than someone next to you? You claiming your, your education? Are you claiming your, your personality, your skills? Your, you have something in you that makes you think you've got a right uh, to be better than someone else? Because you're going to have to get rid of that. Jesus had that right. I mean, that, he could have legitimately come into this world and said, Hey, let's get, let's get busy here worshiping, you know. Um, but what did he do? He came into the world full of sinners and he started serving. And we want to be humble in our thinking. We want to look into the interests of others and serve them. And so, um, you know, I think, uh, how humble have you been lately? I'm going to do a show of hands here. How many of you think you've been really humble lately? Raise your hand high. Okay, we've got one. All right. Uh, so, 
And we know, we know what's going on in his world there. We'll pray for him. Everyone pray for Rob. Um, but, uh, you know, what the other thing it means is that if you didn't raise your hand, you're being humble. It's kind of, Lord, it's like I told you, there's a room full of proud people, you know. Um, yeah, we're all dealing with pride if you're not walking in humility, right? So we've got a problem here, you know. I didn't raise my hand either. I struggle with that. But, um, you know, we want to be humble in our thinking. We want to be humble. All we got to do is look at who are you serving. Are you serving yourself more than anyone else? Are you serving with a humble attitude? Um, you know, we've got opportunities to serve around here if you haven't figured that out. Um, there's... Uh, you could help reinforce the setup team who shows up at 8 in the morning on Sunday mornings. If you want to serve a little more, show up at 8 o'clock. Join in with the folks that are there. If you're on a small group at all, you'll, you'll know where you're supposed to be. Um, uh, or you can join the, the cleanup team. There's a place to serve right after the service here. Uh, who's on the setup team this, this week or this month? Albers and the campus crew. You can join them. But uh, also we have the, the Thatchers and the Allen and their team is on cleanup. You can join us today after church for cleanup. That would be awesome. Real, real servants are going to show up there, I know. Um, no, I'm just joking. You don't have to do it just at one time. But we also have the deep cleaning team that's showing up. Jeff and them are doing once a month. We do a, a deep cleaning throughout this building and try to scrub things a little more or fix things that are broken. And The other thing that's happening today, you might have heard that this Valley View is moving all their stuff that they've used for seven years at this elementary school and they're packing it all up and they're moving it all here and they're no longer going to be meeting at that school anymore. And I think it would be a real blessing for anyone who can do it uh, to help them unload. You know, I just I think of their unloading like they're hauling, filling up their carts and their wagons and they're hauling their horses down here. We're going to help them unload when they get here, you know. Um, but there's an opportunity there to serve. But, um, you know, so how... How's your humility been doing lately? How's it going in your mind, thinking others are more significant than yourself? And how's it playing out in, in your serving of others? You know, that's, that's what we want to do. Be humble in your mind. Show your humility by your serving. Um, let's go on here. Another thing that God blesses is faith. There's a couple verses here. Um, let's see here. We're doing... Plug away here. Um, you are blessed. This is Mary. This is uh, what was said to Mary. You're blessed because you believed what the Lord... Uh, you are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what He said. You know, people are blessed. You're blessed when you have faith. Anytime you have faith, God is looking around for people to bless because they're trusting Him. When He, when he says He'll do something, people will believe in Him. Mary, it was said, you're blessed because you believe this, this whole thing that God said would happen. Um, another place, you know, it said Jesus was talking to Thomas and He said, you know, you're... Uh, you know, because you, you've seen me, you believe. But blessed are those who believe who didn't, who didn't get to see me like you did. You can stick your hands in his, in his hands or his side. But there's a blessing when you walk in faith. You know, there's another verse, and some of you might know Romans 1, 12, but it just talks about them. The people coming together so we can be mutually encouraged by one another's faith. Um, I think the Living Bible puts it like this. Um, says, then, then too, I need your help, for I want not only to share my faith with you, but to be encouraged by yours. Each of us will be a blessing to the other. You know, when this Valley View Church shows up, we want to be mutually encouraged by one another's faith. But you know, we can't do our part unless we're walking in faith. You know, so that's, that's one of the things we need to say. Oh, I missed a point there, sorry. We're going to skip that one. Um... So, so how's, uh, how's your faith been lately? What are you trusting God for lately? 
we're going to encourage one another in, in our faith, but uh, we can't do our part in encouraging them if we don't have any examples. Boy, I trusted God and He came through in this scenario. Or I've been seeing God is just so much more gracious than I thought. Or what's going on in your world? Where are you applying faith? Where have you applied faith and seen God in response to that? Because, you know, it's not going to be a blessing if, there's, if that's not going on. Now, obviously, it's a blessing when someone comes to faith in Christ as their Savior. Um, it's been awesome just to interact with a few people over the last couple of weeks that they're, like, just catching it for the first time. And they're like, really? He died for all of that? I was talking to a guy last week that was just sharing things, sins he felt guilty for. And, and I just told him, you know, Jesus came to die for you and to die for those sins. And tears were just streaming down his face. face. Um, his faith was a blessing to me, I'll tell you that. Um, but some of you, you've, you've done that. You came to Christ years ago. What are you trusting God for today? What's going to happen on this planet that you're trusting God for that would not happen otherwise apart from your faith? I encourage you to, to find out what, what is it. What are you trusting for? If nothing, figure out something, you know. Figure out, uh, start, start somewhere small. Um, but, but we need to be just... Um, having faith that we could share and encourage others with. You know, I know my wife and I just recently stepped out in faith here and it's going to be, um, you know, it could be a big deal. I think we, we've been praying over the last year about, God, would you have a, a plan for us to grow our family? You know, we've been, we added number five to our family a couple months ago and, and not only have we increased our numbers as a family, they're doing this crazy thing where they're starting to get bigger, you know, and uh, they're taking up more space, you know, more square cubic footage or whatever you call it, but uh, we're thinking, God, we, we feel like we need to expand remodeling, we need to look for a bigger place. We prayed about it for about a year, but we also knew we're doing this big church project where we're expanding our territory and, and setting up shop here, so we, we put our, our our thoughts on hold for a while, but we felt like God was bringing it back around, and, and recently we had some plans on remodeling, and it would be a big step of faith to afford them and things like that, but then we've also noticed the house we watched for, for a year now. Just it went way up in its price, and I think they overpriced it, and then no one bought it, and it's come way down. And we just prayed about God. Should we put a low offer in on that? And we did. And they countered with another offer, and, and then we said, okay, this is our low ball. This is as high as we go for our low ball offer. And they they said, we'll take it. And my wife and I said, oh no, um, you know, um, it was it's a big step of faith. We knew there's going to be a sequence of events here, but the first one was like, boy, we don't even know if they're going to bite on this one, and they did. And now we're like, oh, you know, we got to scramble. we got to sell our house. we got to, you know, check out, make sure that house passes all its inspections. And then we've got to make sure we get a loan. And, we're so, and, and so we're just like, we stepped out in faith. And, and now we're like, wow, you know, this is a, a big step of faith for us here. But God came through. We, we just prayed, God, if, if you're in this, well, the first thing that's got to happen is that they got to take this low offer. Because if they don't, you know, we just keep on plugging away here. But now we got so many steps we're going to have to take. We'd appreciate your prayers on it. But we're going to try to just trust Him one step at a time. At any time, He can say, you know, I just wanted you to take a few steps and now I've got something else for you. But we feel like we are way out of the boat, stepping out of the boat. You know, I don't know if we're walking on water, but um, we, are, we are in over our heads, I think. But we're trusting God with it. And God came through and they, they bid on the offer and we were just like amazed. It's pretty cool. It's, it was lower than it's ever been. We talked to them a year ago about what they are trying to sell it for and we thought, eh, that's a pretty good price. And this is lower than it was even then. And, and we just feel like it's God's blessing. But we just want to all be walking in faith. And you know, we're walking in faith with this church that um, 
you know that, that God's going to raise up a, a, enough salary and stuff for a, a guy to go full time also alongside me working together full time uh, we're trusting him that, that we can take this uh, church and kind of uh, join forces and then relaunch them and, and these are all faith ventures here but we just want to make sure all of us are, are walking in faith um, you know in the, uh, we're just going to close this here on uh, this last point but when it goes to that humility thing one of the things I was thinking about there's humility just personally and related to people around us but there's also humility as it relates to this Valley View Community Church there um, again we're staying put we're writing the same checks we normally write if you'd like you can write them for bigger amounts um, things like that but um, but they're they're leaving their name behind they're leaving their building and they're coming here the other thing that's kind of interesting that uh, really in some ways requires more humility for them to do all that and come here but the other thing to think about is that in general we're a significantly younger congregation than they are uh, I joke um, you know I joke with them a little bit and I say you know in our congregation I'm one of the old guys you know here when I, I turn 21 I'm one of the old guys around here and uh, I'm just joking when I turn 30 um, you know I just turned 40 this last year but uh, but anyways in, in general I'm kind of one of the one of the old guys around here you know now some of you might take me to you know Elsie and I we could argue that about that but uh, um, but but in their congregation when I show up I'm one of the young guys and uh, they have a lot of kids and things like that but in general I would be one of the young guys in their world and, and we got to uh, you know so we're bringing together these two worlds of, of generations you know we've got the you know our Sunday school goes up to nine years old because the oldest kid had a birthday last month and turned nine you know and so um, and uh, we haven't been through a lot of different phases in life yet but these guys are they've seen kids come through you know from infants all the way up to teens and college and some of them are empty nesters and so we're kind of taking these two you know two different parts of the spectrum and we're putting them together in one church but you know in this day and age to be young is what's popular young is in young is the future right and so it's easy for young people to go yeah I'm the future you know let's kind of rally around me here um, but but these guys are coming down here and you know some of them have been following Christ longer than you've been alive some of these people that are joining us are old enough to be your parents for a couple of you they are your parents you know that's uh, Kaylin and Teresa and Amy your parents are coming up but um, some of these people have been following Christ longer than you've even been alive some of them um, they've been uh, on church plants they've had more experience leading people to Christ they've had more faith under their belts raising kids all the way through the teen years and launching them for Christ to college and um, you know in some ways these people are heroes in the faith and they're coming to join us and we need to just be humble about that. You know, we need to just look up to them because they, this, this world that we live in would say, you know, they're joining your church. That means something, right? And, and you're the young ones. You're the future. And, you know, lucky for them. But, you know, I think we're going to be blessed with the, the men and women that are joining us, these people of wisdom and faith and experience beyond, beyond our years. And, and that's an awesome thing. But we need to walk humbly in that because um, 
you know, because I really feel like they're walking a harder road in that. And they've seen their church go up in attendance and really be blessed, and they've seen some attrition. And as they've weighed it all out, they thought, let's join forces with the Firehouse Church. And we need to just be humble about that and really seek to honor them because there's some really dear saints that are going to be joining us here. And many, many, uh, if not all of them, and they all are more significant than us, you know. And so, but we, we want to walk in God's blessing and have a right attitude when they come here to join to join us, us young folks here or whatever. Um, so uh, the last thing I just want to share is just about um, when, when we joined forces here, you know, um, I think last, last weekend we had some people traveling and people gone. If we put our congregation and theirs together last week, it would have probably been 120 plus. Um, the week before, if we put our congregation together with theirs, um, it would have been 190 people plus. Um, sitting right here, you know, and uh, so next week when they join us, you know, there's going to be people who are going to have to sit in the front row. That's just, that's just the way it's going to work by the sheer numbers here. And, um, but, but 190 people is a lot of people. And you know what would be easy to have happen? Um, people fall through the cracks, you know. One of the things about a small church that's neat is that when you show up, um, you know, you, you probably got greeted by more than one person to be my guest. How many of you like were like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Like all these people, hey, how are you doing? How would you hear about this? Any of you overwhelmed with your uh, greeting? No? Okay, that's all right. Find those people sitting next to you. Make sure they're overwhelmed by the time they leave here. Um, but, you know, I remember we were part of a church up in Fort Collins that sent our team down here. And back in the days when they were smaller and they were like our size, they had a, a T-shirt that, that was kind of the, uh, represented where they were at as a church. And it was kind of the style of Cheers. Any of you heard about Cheers, like the old TV program? Yes, uh, I've heard about it. I'm kind of dating myself there. Um, but, uh, um, but they had this shirt that was kind of looked like it said some of you and it was in the style of cheers and it said a place where everybody knows your name and you know back then you walk in and, and everybody did know your name you know the greeter kind of was like there they are over there you know and uh, so everyone did know you and you were like whoa this is kind of a small world here um, but that church grew to be you know a couple hundred a couple more hundred bigger and bigger and now when you go to some of you um, you know and I joke with John Meyer one of the pastors up there he's like obviously it's not a place where everybody knows your name anymore because uh, it's so big but we want to make sure that as God grows our church and our congregation that, that people don't fall through the cracks you know it'd be easy just to be like wow there's a lot of people this is really cool and where's my donut you know ah oh, they took the last cinnamon bun you know um, but we, we need to be meeting people we need to be going out of our way and, and shaking hands and saying you know hey uh, how'd you hear about us some of the people are going to say because I'm from the Valley View Church and you know we can meet them and talk to them about it others are going to say you know I just heard um, I got a flyer. I got a flyer six months ago and I thought I should check it out. Awesome, you know, or I'm, I'm here because so-and-so invited me. And then it just kind of gives you a context. But we need to make sure, and I called it the fishing, you know, we need to make sure. God, God blesses fishing, really does. Um, Jeff went fishing a couple days ago. They caught their limits. God blesses fishing, doesn't he? Um, <laughs> no, the point is, uh, you know, Jesus said at one point, he said, now that you know these things, you're going to be blessed if you do them. And I think one of the things we know more than anything in the Christian life is, is we need to be proactively meeting others, initiating with them to share our faith, to help them follow Christ. Um, and in some ways, you know, we call that fishing. Jesus said, you know, I'm going to teach you how to be fishers of the souls of men and women. And so um, when people show up, you know, you gotta, this is one of the best fishing holes you have. If someone comes to church, you know, something's going on in their lives. Maybe they have a church background. Maybe they're just trying to figure it out. But if they show up here... 
they darn sure better be greeted by someone around here who's trying to fish, you know. We're trying to meet people in order to, to share the, God's love and forgiveness, you know, that Jesus has shown them. And, and we're trying to help them follow Christ. But, you know, we just got to ask, you know, how's, how's the fishing going lately? If you're not doing it right now, when we're this size, next Sunday when we double this congregation, then, you know, it's going to not be any better. But we want to be a church full of men and women who are fishing. We're trying to figure out, hey, we're looking at the needs of someone here. What's going on in your world? You know, how'd you hear about this? What's going on in your life? Maybe they need uh, someone to pray for them. Maybe they need to hear the gospel, the good news uh, about the grace of Jesus Christ. Maybe they need to just be encouraged in something in their faith. But we need to be proactive with everyone who walks through these doors. This is, you know, this is our house. This is the firehouse, but this is our house. And I'm just asking each one of you to step up if you're not been fishing lately, if you've not been proactive, out of your comfort zone. You know, we all got our favorite people we like to sit around, sip coffee with, eat donuts with, but, but next week, would you go out of your way to, to meet someone, to greet someone, to do a little fishing, you know, see what's going on in their world. But my hope is that we would all rise to that occasion here. We're going to have a lot of opportunity here. So, um... That's just what I wanted to share. Again, God blesses, God blesses doing what we know we should. We know we should meet people. We know we should share the gospel. But the blessing is not in knowing it. The blessing is in doing it. We want to be sharing. We want to be initiating, proactive. God blesses humility. Um, we want to be humble. God blesses faith. When we're applying faith, God blesses unity. And so in order to, to be a blessing to these people, we need to be walking in unity and humility and faith. And we needed to keep fishing here as well. But um, we just do what we know we should do. But we're going to pray and we'll get on with our, our Sunday here. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for this morning. God, I just pray you'd help each one of us to, to be like you. To delight in blessing others. It's so easy to bless ourselves, to serve ourselves, to look after our interests. But help us be a blessing to others. God, I pray especially it help us be a blessing to, to Valley View Community Church as they join us starting next Sunday morning. God, I just pray we would encourage them, that we would uh, be an example to them of, uh, of humility, of, of thinking of others as more significant, an example in our serving. God, help us to be an example in faith that would encourage them. And God, help us to just be blessed by doing those things we know we should be doing. Um, God bless our fishing here at the Firehouse Church. But we just ask you for this help. God, it is, it is who you are. Please fill us and, and express yourself through each one of us as, as just a vessel to bless others. We just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys for coming this morning. And I uh, hope to catch you next week. And if you want to hang out at 1.30, we'll be uh, unloading Valley Jesus equipment in the garage here. So God bless you. Have a great week.